You're listening to the Her Leadership Coach Podcast for the quietly determined career woman who's looking to step up into her first or next level leadership role. If you're looking to make a bigger, more positive difference in your organization, you've come to the right place. Well, hello, welcome in. It's Rochelle. Thanks for joining me on today's episode of Her Leadership Coach, where we are doing a bit of a deep dive into what I call busyness. Now, I'm going to start with a question. If you think back over the past week, and I know you've been jumping into Zoom calls or Teams meetings, or maybe you've had a quick phone call with someone you haven't spoken to for a while. Uh, there seems to be a lot of people we haven't spoken to for a while at the moment. And you ask the obligatory, well, how are you? And I want to know how many times the answer was, oh, good, but I'm just so busy. Because I have heard that so many times in the last few years. How many times have you said that yourself in answer to someone else's question? It's almost as if busyness is a pandemic in itself. Although I suspect that one it's one that started before COVID did. So today I'm going to talk about these seven types of busyness that were originally outlined by the Soul Sisters Empowerment Group. Now, I can't find out much about them, uh, and there's a few things that turn up in Google when I Google them, but I'm going to attribute it to them anyway, uh, and I'm, I've expanded on their uh, thoughts. So I really love these seven types of business because I, they really capture all of the ways, all of the excuses that we have and I've heard for being busy. As I touch on each one of the seven, I want you to reflect on which one or probably more applies to you. Now, there's no judgment here. This podcast is not about judgment. Uh, and I can definitely say I'm guilty of a few of these myself in my time. Um, and we'll talk about that as we go through. So let's get started. The first busyness type is the badge of honor busy. And yes, I'm going to admit this has definitely been me. It's where being busy equals being important in our minds. You have a jam-packed calendar and that provides you this sense of significance. It's like you're really adding value when your calendar is full of things to do in meetings. People will often ask you, well, how do you do it all? And that in itself makes you feel like a Wonder Woman. It makes you feel important. The truth is, though, you don't know how you do it either. Or even if you want to anymore. All you know is that other people notice and admire you for what you're doing. And you love that. Even if it's taking its toll on you emotionally and physically. Now, yes, this one does cut a little too close to home for me. There was a time where I thought that unless I was busy being productive, I just wasn't worthy. I can remember spending time maybe reading a book, a fiction book, not even a nonfiction book, or watching Netflix. And soon enough, I would get this antsy feeling that I wasn't, I wasn't doing enough. I wasn't being enough. I'd feel really lazy and it's taken me a lot of work on myself to see that actually, you know what, 
I'm worthy because I'm me, not because of how much I can cram into a day. I guess I'm most of the way there with that that thought now, although I feel like I'm a bit of a recovering productivity addict where I'm liable to slip back into it anytime if I'm not really mindful about it. So does this sound like you at all, the badge of honor busy? Anyway, let's move on to the next one. We've got number two is, well, nobody does this as well as I do, busy. This is where you'd like to stop doing some things, you say you will, you, but in your head, you know, you'll probably end up doing them anyway because nobody else does things properly. You know, the way the kids stack the dishwasher or those sentences your colleague wrote in that email. You just end up redoing it all. So what's the point? You feel like you really can't trust anyone else to complete a task up to your high standard. So you might as well do it right yourself the first time. You're what might be called a bit of a control freak, a bit of a perfectionist. Uh, And I have worked with a few perfectionists in my time. Most of the time, that type of behavior, that type of busyness, it comes from fear. So have a think. If this sounds like it might be you, what is it that you're afraid of? Perfectionists, I find often fear failure. Failure is a big deal for perfectionists or they fear disapproval, disappointment from like particularly parents, right? When we're younger and that moves on to other figures of authority throughout our lives. One of the courses I run helps people let go of feeling like an imposter, um, that imposter syndrome and perfectionists can often feel that they have to make everything perfect or people will see them for who they really are. Uh, So definitely a good proportion of perfectionists, that's a mouthful, a good proportion of perfectionists um, come into the imposter syndrome spectrum. So learning to let go of this need for everything to be perfect. Just imagine how much time you'll get back in your day. Uh, One of my team has been working on this while she's been working for me and uh, she is ecstatic with the difference that letting go of of this need for perfection is made in her day so um, yeah it's a big one all right number three running away busy you know there is something big you should be dealing with right now yeah you know that thing the elephant in the room that you're pretending isn't there by being so busy you just can't see it it might be that you hate your job And you know you need to find a new one. Maybe you have some big, possibly unsaid problems going on at home that you're just not ready to face up to. Or maybe you have this niggling feeling there's a health issue that probably needs a little bit more than Panadol. Instead of dealing with this big, important thing, though, you're filling your calendar with all of the little things so you don't have time to face that important stuff. You could, of course, go on like this forever, filling your life with these distractors, pretending the real problem will somehow solve itself while you keep telling yourself there's just nothing you can do about it. You'll you'll get to it just as soon as you find the time. Does that sound like you? Have a think about what step you might be able to take towards addressing the elephant in the room rather than filling your time with distraction. 
Okay, the next one, number four we're up to is the comfort zone busy. Now you look at other people doing these exciting new things and you think, how amazing would that be? Maybe a friend just started a gin distillery as a side hustle. And yes, that's a true story for me. Or a colleague just started online dating and you look at her with wonder at how she's doing it. Your bestie just applied for a leadership role and you're feeling a little bit jealous about that. Maybe you think you should be getting that running program started so you can finally compete in that marathon you've always talked about. But it's a big step. And honestly, you're scared. What if it doesn't work out? Staying busy with the things you already know how to do keeps you safe and sound in your comfort zone. It protects you from the possibility of failing because nobody likes to fail and I get that. But again, I invite you to reflect, is this something you would love to do but you're just way too busy to get to it? And then think maybe, just maybe, that's by subconscious design. All right, number five is the people pleaser busy. Um, And people pleasers is another type of busyness that finds its way into the imposter syndrome a lot. With people pleasers, you really need to be liked. If someone asks you to do something, your automatic response is yes, before you even really think it through, before you consider the reality of it. You worry that telling someone no will make them think you don't care about them. It's just easier and safer to take the request on. Unfortunately, there is a catch. You are exhausted. Yes, it's great to help people. And yes, it's important as a leader to also be a team player. However, if you can't say no for fear of upsetting someone, even if it will be very difficult for you to complete the favor, then it becomes a real problem. And again, I've worked with a lot of people with this issue, um, some at work, some as clients. It's a big one and I get it. It's, it's hard to feel like people don't like you. But if this sounds like you, there is work to be done, my friend, starting with the understanding that it just isn't possible for everyone to like you. Think about it. Do you like everybody? Of course you don't. So why would everybody like you? You also need to recognize that your real friends will still love you. In fact, they will find a whole new level of respect for you if you start to stick to some of those boundaries you've heard talk of and say no every now and then. Okay, number six I think we're up to is scatty busy. Now, I admit that sometimes this is me as well, but this is where you're disorganized. You're disorganized at home and at work. You spend way too long looking for things like pens or your phone, which happens to be in your hand half the time, or those damn keys again. You're also often late for appointments and you tend to leave everything till the last minute. You're very easily distracted. You're checking Facebook or TikTok just one more time before you get started on that next task. Unfortunately, being disorganized also means you're wasting a lot of time. And while procrastination can actually be a good strategy, there are there is research to back that up. Simply putting everything off until the last minute 
normally means that more mistakes are made and you end up creating extra work for yourself. One of my mentors tells me systems equal freedom. Systems equal freedom. And that can seem counterintuitive, but I found it to be true. If I have a repeatable system in place to get the daily things done, I am free to think about other more creative, more important pursuits than where on earth did I file that document this time? So have a think. Does this one sound like you? Are you an organized, last-minute procrastinator? What systems can you put in place to help you get more time back? All right, and then the final busyness type is the scared to ask busy. So the boss has asked you to do something and you're not quite sure you understand what it is they're looking for. But rather than seek clarification or be seen to be asking those silly questions, you go to enormous lengths to try to work it out yourself. The extra workload of trying to work it out on your own will make you look busy but be more a waste of time than anything else. You're not actually getting anything done. You're spending your time working out what it is you need to get done. You may even end up having worked on completely the wrong thing. Now, I know that good managers, good leaders will love it if you seek clarification about a task. They're not going to see any question as a silly question. In fact, many will feel very nervous if they don't hear from you at all. If you ask for help when you need it, you'll find your manager trusts you more and feels comfortable giving you other important tasks because they know you will speak up if there's any ambiguity and therefore they know they can help you deliver exactly what needs to be delivered. Getting those important tasks are what paves the road to leadership. So you want to be asking these questions and letting go of this self-reflection, self-thought of people are going to think I'm incompetent if I ask. So there we have it, seven, seven different types of busyness. So as a quick recap, we had the badge of honor. We had nobody does this as well as I do. We had the running away busy, the comfort zone busy. Uh, the people pleaser, the scatty, and the scared to ask. So what do you think? Which one or more of these sound like they might apply to you? One of the key things I've learned is that understanding the real problem first leads to a much better solution. Sometimes we try and put a solution in place that isn't addressing the actual problem in the first place and therefore makes no difference whatsoever. So Trying to work out which one of these applies to you is a really good first step in leaving behind a life that is super busy and instead creating a life that feels full. This, thankfully, is the reality I live every day now. Now, I'm not saying I don't slip up every now and then. However, I'm really quick now to notice the signs. I feel when I'm getting overwhelmed. I feel when things like feel they're spinning out of control. I can see that now and I put in place solutions. That's us for this week. Thank you for joining me. If you want to continue on the conversation about busyness, why not join us in the Women in Leadership Facebook group? You'll find the link in the show notes. 
And if you got value out of this episode, I would love it if you could share it with others. And of course, if you've been listening to podcasts for any amount of time, you will know that rating the show and leaving a review helps others find the show. And I would really appreciate it. I will see you next week.